Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. It's Ava, Dahlia, Nika, and today we have a great podcast for you. We're going to be talking about body image. Okay. So just to start this off with a bit of a definition, we're kind of just going to be doing this pretty factual based, but incorporating some of our own opinions and thoughts and stories as we go along. Okay. So just let's get a quick definition. So body image is very subjective. It's a picture or mental image someone has of their own body. So it's an idea that you need to look a certain way and we'll do anything to appear that way most of the time. And it's so important to remember that we often think about beauty standards and we think about them impacting like young women and teenage girls, but we have to consider the fact that it affects all genders and all ages each kind of group, age group, whatever, they all have their own beauty standards that they are subjected to. And these beauty standards can lead to eating disorders such as bulimia, binge eating disorder, depression, dysmorphia. And And the primary causes of body image issues is gonna be like social media, family and friends, social expectations, comparisons, and self-criticism. So the reason that we're talking about this topic is because I don't know for you guys, but for me previously, it was something that was never talked about. I personally thought that I was the only one going through body image issues, especially in middle school. And um, it can really take a toll on your mental health. Like, I'll give some examples. A lot of people determine their worth and their... um, how healthy they are based on their weight, the number on the scale, and like how they are compared to other people on social media, which, um, I'm just going to interject for a minute. (laughs) I know personally that this issue has become increasingly important and prevalent in my life. Like as I get older, I just, I'm feel the intense pressure of beauty standards increasingly. And you know, as you start to like, like boys and stuff like that, it also becomes more stressful because there's like these whole other world of beauty standards that just like men impose and stuff like that. And so, I think that- Sorry. Yeah, social, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Social media also just exaggerates the issue because social media, I mean like, you'll see the most beautiful girl you've ever seen in your life on TikTok and everybody in the comments will be like mid. <laughs> like what yeah oh my god i think social media plays the biggest role in body and going over that comment on social media i've been studying this in one of my classes um body image issues and eating disorders which is another topic that we can go into in a different time but i think it's way too in-depth to go into on this podcast um so we're gonna talk specifically about about body image issues have increased substantially um since quarantine and a lot of people think it's you know the time being at home within your house, looking at mirrors and all those um, like workout videos that are being posted on the internet, like specifically Chloe Ting, I think a lot of people know. <laughs> like I hear that sound and like it like triggers me. Like it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. And also just the increased amount of time spent on social media um, while at home. And like Dahlia said um, a bit earlier on, body image issues do affect pretty much every single person, every age. Um, But just for the sake of the podcast, I think we're going to be talking more about the effects on teen girls. Is that what we do here at Reduce the Sigma? Um, 
So going off of that into body images, specifically where we live, because this is an experience we have and we can educate you guys on, body image is a widespread issue that affects a much broader range in our area. So 50% of 13-year-old girls in the U.S., this is on um, a national scale, fear gaining weight. And this increases to 80% of teen girls at the age of 17. So like Dahlia said, this definitely increases with age. Um, 25% of male teenagers, just to give you that extra statistic in the U.S., are concerned with muscularity. And 17% of male children, adolescents in Australia reported dissatisfaction with their bodies. And French University surveys 85% of men were dissatisfied with their muscularity. So I just wanted to include that because while we are a feminist group, it's important that we don't just ignore all the other groups affected by these issues as well. Okay, so I think like Ava was saying before, COVID-19 has made the issue worse. We're spending more time alone and we're more focused on our phones and social media and the way that we look. We're less distracted by school and friends. And COVID has also led to increased anxiety and stress, which has affected body image. According to a study, women want to become thinner while men want to become more muscular due to our increase in screen time. <clears throat> and that's just, that's so sad to think about. Like, let's just love ourselves the way we are. And that's so easy for me to say. And I don't even think that myself, but like, it just sucks that everyone is so obsessed with the way that they look because of the beauty standards that are imposed. You know, something that I've noticed is that when people surrounding me are so obsessed with like body image and standards, it tends to rub off on me as well. So if there's something that like I didn't initially think about, but someone else will point it out, then I'll be like, oh, wow, like. I never thought about that. So, like, last year, virtual school, or even right now, us recording this podcast with cameras, I find myself looking at my face so many, like, so constantly, and, you know, putting in different positions or, like, making different faces to try to make myself look more attractive or just, because I, I stare at my face so much with these cameras that I find myself looking, like, like it's like I'm getting dysmorphed image of myself. Like, I don't look how I actually look, you know? I'm playing around my features and moving them around. No, I definitely feel that. Like, and people will like take pictures of me during school and I'll be like, mm -hmm. and like people don't understand why I get so like, not upset, but like, no, upset about it when people do it. I'm just like, don't do that, please. Like it's gonna send me actually spiraling. Just yeah. don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then also back to what Nika was saying about how, um, beauty standards like kind of rub off on us like there will be features that I see in my friends and I'm just like oh my god that's so beautiful like they're they're so pretty yeah. and then I'll have like a similar feature and I'll be like ew you know like I can literally I don't even I'm not even exaggerating this I can see the beauty in like everyone there's always something pretty about another person but then like I can't I can't be that nice to myself like it's crazy yeah and I also find the same thing like I'll have you know, sometimes I think it's hard for us to express like compliments to our friends, but I'll be admiring one of my friends for maybe, you know, their hairstyle because hair is something I've always struggled with personally and I've always judged myself harshly on. And, um, and they'll be like, oh my God, my hair looks so bad. I need a haircut. I hate my haircut. I didn't do it well enough. And I'm like, you're actually, you know, joking. Like you have to be kidding because I wish my hair could look like yours. And they say to me, 
are you kidding? I wish my hair could look like yours. And I think it's just such like a morphed way we have of looking at beauty these days that we can't actually appreciate our own features. And it's so hard to come to that because of the society we live in. I think that kind of brings up an important topic about like features and stuff. We have to talk about like the whole racial and ethnic aspect of Western beauty standards. Like they're definitely all the beauty standards, like I know in the present, are all like Western features. For example, I know this is something that I heavily relate to, those button noses. Yes. <laughs> like I have a, I mean, I'm Jewish and I have like a very ethnic nose. I don't have one of those button noses and I definitely feel that. And it's just been like so implanted in my brain that that's so just not pretty. <laughs> but then I'll see it again. I'll see it on another person. I'll be like, oh my God, they're beautiful yeah and that's another thing like those it's like the european centered um aspects of beauty that we all want to go around instead of like my family i know and nika's too have a lot of middle eastern culture and um that's something that we can talk about i talk about a lot with my family because that's something we can all relate to with um you know feeling the pressure of it or having you know a lot of European or you know our white American classmates like my cousins will tell me in their experiences um, about how their classmates would always like judge them harshly because they definitely had more Middle Eastern features than I do and that's something just to talk about because my cousins were in like they're talking about their high school experience like 20 years ago and it's something that's still prominent and substantial and we should definitely work harder to decrease. I definitely agree. So I'm going to segue a little back into body image. (laughs) So this is something that I tried, I'd say like roughly a year ago, and it really, really helped me keep a positive mindset about body image. So it was, I did this as a group activity. And basically I was with a group of girls that I felt safe with, and we all shared the top 10 things we liked about ourselves. We weren't allowed to say things that we didn't like. And what we were saying, it couldn't be like weight related. It's just like things that you genuinely like about your appearance. And honestly, I never realized how many things I appreciated. And then after you'd hear other people share why they chose certain body parts or certain characteristics, which at the same time, this someone could be like, well, this is a double-sided sword you know, if you're pinpointing your features, you're just worsening the issue. But personally, I think it helped me gain a deeper understanding and like a deeper, in a sense, connection for, how do I word this? It just made me feel better about myself knowing that I could acknowledge the things that I liked. And because I'm always so used to saying like, oh, I hate this. I hate that. And penalizing myself for things that I don't like that it was a nice change to talk about the stuff I did like. Yeah, I think it's so easy to just like criticize, not just, you know, how we look, but everything you do in life. Like it's so easy to pick out things that you do wrong or you wish you could go back on or that you don't like or things that you wish you had. Instead of thinking of things that you're grateful for, things that you're proud of yourself for doing and that's something we could learn in all aspects of life and apply to everything. Well, what Nika was saying about like pinpointing kind of like features and stuff like that, things you like about yourself. I think there's also just the fact that we see beauty as so superficial is so stupid to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
beauty is like it's like if you see a really pretty person they have a really ugly personality like that means nothing because mm-hmm. beauty also it incorporates like the content of your character it's more than just like surface level and also yeah. he's so subjective so subjective mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone has a different definition of you know for example do they want curly hair straight hair blonde hair like brown hair do they want to be tall or short like do they want to have you know a thicker body image or a thinner like everyone has different opinions like for example i always use this example because one of my teachers used and i can't stop thinking about it all the kardashians are seen as such beautiful people but if you think about them pretty much every single one of them has a different body shape like everyone says i want to look like kendall i love kendall and kendall has the tall thin model feature when you know kylie has the um like the how what like the hourglass figure i think you know mm-hmm. And everyone says, I want to look like them. They're so pretty, but they have completely different body sizes. And that's something that we, you know, say without really thinking of it. You know, like adding on to that, what I find interesting is that everyone always wants the opposite of what they have. Like Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I had straight hair and I'd always be like, oh, I really want curly hair. You know, the things I would do to have naturally curly hair. And now that I'm older and I have curly hair, constantly i'm always like oh i wish i had straight hair yeah. i remember like one of my best friends had straight hair like pin straight and i've always had curly hair super curly never could straighten it and i said i'm so jealous of your hair and she goes what do you mean i want your hair like oh and then like literally every tall girl that i know is like i just want to be short and then every short girl is like i just want to be tall yeah <laughs> just love you i want to be short though <laughs> <laughs> Like I was, I was taller, but you know, I think honestly, it's just like the society we live in that's always telling you to better yourself in a toxic way. You know, it's not inc- like, it's not telling you to better yourself. Like, oh, you can study harder. You can, you know, make more of yourself. It's telling you that you're not good enough, which is in a negative way. And it's toxic. This is something that I was talking about with a friend. It doesn't even matter how many times someone calls you pretty or how much time you get, like, validation from another person. You don't really see your own beauty until you start to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. Aww. So that's, that's like, so cute. I-, I like that, and I really agree with that. So, like, I think it's a great thing. Another way to keep, like, a positive mindset is, you know, to have a day where you put on, like, this is so, you know, maybe this won't make you feel good, but for some people to like do your hair and to put on nice makeup and, or to like do skincare routine or to take a shower and just have a day to like self relax or put on clothes that you love or go to dinner with your friends, just small things like that can make you feel so much more comfortable and can make you feel so much happier, but it's not going to like snap like that. Like we're not pretending like body image issues are something you can easily get rid of. Yeah. It's definitely easier said than done. Um, I've been working on fixing my body image since God knows when, like sixth grade, and (laughs) I'm still nowhere near the solution, if you will, (laughs) but um, it's a slow process, and I think it's important to acknowledge the um, kind of the progress you make and check in with yourself as you're growing with your body image issues and, you know, resolving them. Because in the end, it does make a difference in a bunch of different aspects like self-esteem and confidence and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. 
like the next time you look in the mirror and you could pick out 10 flaws, like Nika said, try to pick out 10 things for every flaw you find by yourself. Try to pick out two things that you love and that you're happy that you have in your product. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Love yourselves. <laughs> you enjoyed this. Remember that. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you for the next one soon. Bye. Bye.